CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, friends. Robin here. So you may have noticed that we are on a little hiatus between seasons three and seasons four. Don't worry, though. We are not leaving you. While you wait, we're revisiting some episodes from our previous three seasons. Ooh, ooh. And we also have... Where are they now videos on our social media channels that you can check out? So make sure you are following at RealRobHops and at EditOdd.io over on the Instagram. Now, sit back and relax and listen to, well, I'd say one of our favorite episodes, but that's just not true because we love all our guests. So sit back and enjoy an episode that deserves an encore. Oh, and we will be back with new episodes on Tuesday, March 19th. Mark your calendars or, hey, just follow us on the socials so you don't miss a minute of well-adjusting. Woo! Edit audio. Sometime in my late 20s, I did yet another self-help course, and I came out all lit up with possibility. I started calling all my family I'm talking about the changes they can make in their lives for happiness. I mean, you can just imagine how psyched everyone was to get my calls. Jesus, it's Robin again. So by the time I get to my dad, I had been thinking about how he was always talking about how he didn't want to be in sales anymore and how he wasn't happy with what he was doing for his life. And so I launched into this diatribe about how he could go back to school. He could get a new career. He could be anything he wanted to be. And there was this pause on the phone, like a very long and uncomfortable pause. And he said, Robin, I'm 73 years old. I can't go back to college. <laughs> so no, I resisted the urge to bring up Rodney Dangerfield. And I, I just said something about how he was missing my point. It's about every day is a new day to change. Needless to say, my dad stayed in sales and I learned to only give advice when asked. And I can generally do this. Who am I kidding? I can't. I can't help myself. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I stand by the idea that every day is a new day to decide who you want to be and how you're going to show up in this world. And some days I can do that and others, you know, not so much. But I do know that if I fail, there's a new day a coming. Hello, folks. I'm Robin Hopkins, and this is Well Adjusting where I talk to people about life stuff, but you know, not in an NPR way, more like a we're at the bar, we're having cocktails, and I am getting into your business sort of way. Oh, we love a cocktail. Oh, and producer Steph is here too. Oh yeah, hi, that's me. Today we chat, well, credit card roulette. 
I am so excited about today's episode. Today, we are joined by one of my very bestest friends. She's like my sister. Her name is Aileen, but sometimes I call her Bean, just for clarity's sake, so you know. And recently, Aileen came to me about her finances, and she was essentially talking about how she was over 50, and she was like still in motherfucking debt, and she'd had it. And she asked me for help. And I was so excited for her to be in that place of being like, I don't care what my age is, I can learn a new way of being. And after we started working together on her finances, I was like, oh, oh, you've got to be on my new podcast. And today she is bravely sharing with you all of her money stuff. So let's get to it. It is, I mean, I hate to be all dorky and say finances are so exciting, but they are. Let's let's get into this. I've never had a budget my entire life, you know. My husband's like, you know, you spend whatever you want. You deserve it. But I'm just tired of always being behind with everything, like always being in financial debt. And some really big financial things came up last year, which put me in a position where I was like really forced to make a big change with the way I spend and the way I save or don't save. (laughs) And, you know, I've watched Robin for years, you know, buy apartments and you know, go on big trips and do all kinds of stuff that, you know, I'm like, man, she's good at this. And also always has, you know, you ask like a financial question, she comes back with some like really smart answer. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, what's funny is when you reached out, like you, you texted me and you said something like, could we hop on the phone for a few minutes to talk about a budget? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this is like a three minute conversation and I'm like, I'm going to just send you this uh, spreadsheet that I have. Cause you know, it's not unheard of for people to ask me for my spreadsheets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I sent you over the spreadsheet and we got on the phone and we started to talk and I really quickly realized that you didn't want my spreadsheet, which, you know, fine. Okay. But you were <laughs> ready for this much bigger conversation about, um, I want to make a change with the way that I relate to money. Yeah. And so we started talking. So like, let's get into a little bit about like, where were you in this moment? Um, We had just decided we were going to secure a house at the Jersey Shore, which was $4,000. Before that, we knew we had to go to a wedding in Nashville with our entire family. So the five of us uh, in April. Five airline tickets. Ouch. And then right after that, we found out that another one of our nephews was getting married in August in Canada, in Vancouver. And I just got really overwhelmed trying to think of how I was going to do everything because, of course, we're not going to, you know, deprive ourselves of something and not go on this trip, right? Like it's, that's like, I think part of our generation is like, oh, you don't say no to anything. You just put it on a credit card and you figure it out later. So all that just really, threw me off just like I actually can't remember a time when I was like that like my heart was like almost pounding like I don't how am I going to do this and and every single day I'd wake up with it I'm like I have to figure this out I have to figure this out um I was frustrated you know that I was like mad that I had to figure it out yeah because I just wanted to have like some normal finances I was coming up on uh about to pay off my car like we were in a good spot like not terrible and I'm like well, this is going to take me a year to recover from. And I was mad about it. 
Well, and one of the things we talked about that I think is really interesting is the concept or the idea of paying for something before you do it. And it just blew your mind You because you were like, no, no, no we always, you're just going to, we're going to charge it and then I'm going to deal with it later. And I was like, I, I really want you to address that. And like, I think within a half hour of talking, I, I was like, what we need to do is change your whole thinking about the way you relate to money. Can I just ask, are you comfortable saying how much that you were in and when you started chatting to Robin? Well, at the time, I uh, I think I had just purchased my tickets for Nashville. So I think we had about, we probably had about $5,000 of credit card debt that we could have paid off, but... I don't think I had really intended on paying that off right away because we had this other debt. So Robin helped me to consolidate it. So that was probably only about, I think it was about $12,000, 12 or $13,000. Plus, plus the three trips that you needed to plan for. And at that moment you were like, I'm going to have to put those on cards. Well, yeah. And we have, I mean, we have heavy expenses. We have a heavy mortgage. We have like, it was just, that put us way over the edge because I had been like, even though I was living paycheck to paycheck, I wasn't saving anything. So I'm like, okay, we're managing, 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 managing. This isn't awful. We're not carrying big, heavy debt. But then when that happened, it was just like the rug got pulled out from under me. I was like, okay, this is bigger than me right now. Like in the past, what we've done when that's happened, Robin, is we would just take money out of our investments Ugh. just to pay down the credit card debt. My anxiety levels. Yeah. No, that's how we managed for years and years and years. And so um, that's been a big lesson from just changing mm -hmm. our habits this year. And we have not done that since last year, which is- I mean, it's incredible. It feels really good. And I think we started talking nine months ago. That alone is like a huge win. Right? Yeah, you know, it took you and I a few phone calls before <laughs> I could even get past the shame of the way we spend money. Yeah. You know, like I just was like in such a shameful place. Like other people figured this out by now. I'm 52 years old and I'm still putting trips on credit cards and having to pay them off over a whole year. Like that just really, like I just felt like a failure to be why, honest. Why do you think that is? Like why do you think you felt like a failure? Because my husband and I make a lot of money. Because <laughs> we shouldn't be in this position. Yeah. We should, we should know better. Yeah, and we've made other financial mistakes that have put us in the spot we're in now, yeah. too. It's kind of assumed that in every couple, you have one person that's better at the finances than mm -hmm. the other. And I, I don't think either one of us have that. I pay bills. That doesn't mean I'm good at, you know, budgeting or, or planning our finances. That is true. Usually there's one person that's good at, like, one thing. Like, But that's interesting that neither of you are good at it. Especially you yeah. were like a business major in college. Like I was like, I had like yeah, 17 majors, just, but you were a business major for God's <laughs> sakes. Taking accounting and shit. Financial accounting was, I did drop out of that class. <laughs> that one was not good. I'm like already shaming you. <laughs> when you're just talking about, about feeling shame and I'm shaming you about your business major. I should tell our audience that we've known each other for so long. And so I can shame you with love. Shame it up. Well, I remember we had a lot of talks about, I was like, you know, you could shame yourself all day long, but the elephant is still sitting in the middle of this bedroom. It's like, you can feel the shame and then you can, like, I call it the fuck you slide. Like, you're like, you know, fuck this shit. This sucks. And so I get my credit card out and I slide it and I buy stuff I shouldn't buy because you feel ashamed. 
So I'm like, you got to get out from under the shame in order to just even deal with the budget. Like, I mean, I don't think we even got to a budget till the second or third call. If you really want to, the real, the real major problem, if you remember from the beginning, was having six or seven credit cards and playing Russian roulette with I, that. I, I nearly so threw up like, when you told me how you were operating your finances. Can you explain to people yeah. like what, what you would do? Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of other people do this too, but like knowing when your statement cuts off <laughs> and when you can kind of start spending again and then, um, oh, we're, we're stuck. You know, the car just broke down and we have to pay $400. Well, which card are we going to put that on? Let me put on this one because we don't have anything on it and the statement won't come until this date. It's like- you're you're stacking up your your debt ahead. And, and did you have before this moment? Because you're saying you're having anxiety about these three trips. But did you have anxiety about when the bills are coming in? And and I remember you saying you would switch the dates of when the payments were due to sometimes buy yourself more time. Like, did that give you anxiety, or were you just on autopilot? Like, this is my system. This is what I do. Yeah, I mean, just you just figure it out. I mean, there was. I would say there was a time maybe like five years ago where um, I got a lot better at not carrying a balance, but it was on four or five different credit cards. So it's like I paid everything off every month, but I was still putting stuff on different credit cards to manage what was coming Mm. in. Or, you know, if I felt sometimes if I felt like we were in a good place, it's like, oh well, let's go away for the weekend and we'll just put it on that credit card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was no, there was no savings. It's, it's paycheck to paycheck to paycheck always. Yeah. And then if we, if we can't figure it out with the paycheck, it goes on the credit card that we're going to pay off. Later. And it's just, I'll deal with it later. I'm just not going to deal with it right now. Yeah. I feel like you know, a couple of times you refinanced your mortgage and took more cash out. That killed me too. I wish we had we had did. that conversation back then. Cause I would, I would have like smacked you around a little bit, but you weren't ready for it. No, even my financial advisor told us not to do it. He's like, don't do it. You have a financial we, advisor other than Robin? Well, <laughs> we did, but we got we got rid of him, which is also was also a really bad decision because he was the one that actually helped us save for our house before we had kids. He was incredible. This is why I go back to it's an underlying issue. You have done the right things. You've put yourself in the right place with advisors. You you make good money. Like there's it's there's something underneath this that you have to continue to explore about why you're comfortable being in this position. And I think that's really hard for people to get their head around right. that you would actively on some level subconsciously one would choose to do something that's harmful to ourselves. But we do it all the time. That's the real work. That's the real work. It's not budgeting. Um, Out of curiosity, what's your family history with money? What kind of lessons did you get about money growing up? Are you operating the same way as your parents or different? (laughs) I knew you were going to ask me that question. I'm like, how am I going to answer that? And it's funny because the two of them are opposite. You know, my parents divorced when I was very young, but my dad always had his own business, always had a wad of $100 bills or 20s, like a big wad of cash in his wallet. <laughs> oh, you came home from college. He's like, you're leaving. He's giving you 40 bucks for yeah. gas. You know, he was just always, always doling out the cash, that kind of stuff. Um, if I ever got into trouble, I would just call my dad and be like, dad, I can't pay the utility bill in college. And he'd be like, okay, I'll send you a check. You know, my mother 
was the opposite. She, you know, comes from a big Irish family who they never had any money. And she like holds on to her money. Mm. She, she hates waste. She's going to wrap off up the end of the bread at the <laughs> restaurant. And then she brings it home and wraps it in saran wrap and puts it in the freezer. And she's going to pull that sucker out in about four days and eat it with butter. And that'll be her breakfast. And she's like a saver, you know, like she just, there was no money to be had with my mom. You had to get it so yourself. I, I wonder, it sounds like you might be like a, a mix of the two of them, but maybe, maybe the bad things of both of them. <laughs> I blame my husband. No, I'm kidding. It's fun no. to blame Jeff. He's, he's, he's so funny. He's just always like, like I'll I'll be complaining like honey look at this we're you know we just got this bill again and we we're just about to you know be in a good place and and I just bought that whatever he's like who cares you you deserve that you should have that you can have whatever you want if I ever given you a hard time about money I'm like no you haven't <laughs> but maybe you should <laughs> maybe you should actually be looking at the finances so he never worries he's never like oh hey babe we got six credit cards and it's, we got 20 grand worth of credit card debt he has no idea oh, so you, he, he, you don't tell him I, or he doesn't ask or he does, it's just like a don't ask don't tell no he just he just has no interest I'll show it to him and he's like oh yeah let me go do some overtime you know like <laughs> he doesn't care about the details that his his response his answer to any time I complain about money is I'll go do more overtime like I'll fix it yeah and it does lots of times it that does fix it yeah. for sure well it certainly but. helps. But that puts a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be that way, you know. But, I mean, the other part of it is not – it's not just my spending. It's having three kids, two in college. You know, I'm still paying for all their car insurance. I'm paying for their phones. I pay for half my son's rent. Well, you know, I got uh, something to say about that. Right I'm now. like, you got to start setting some boundaries. You got to make them pay for some shit. I know. Because with my oldest, he has a job. He's just got promoted. He's got, you know, good money for his age. But he's still not paying his car yeah, insurance, time. his cell phone. Um, he does make his car payment himself because he bought a new car. Just take one of those payments. Like, what if you gave him back his car insurance? A couple hundred bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month. That's a hundred dollars you could then put towards your debt. Yeah. Because as soon as you free that up, you put it towards something. You have to start to think about, like, putting the oxygen mask on yourself before you save your kid. I know. But- one step at a time. We're asking you to cut a lot of things at once. And that I'm always wary of that because you, yeah. I think sometimes if we go too far, you're going to backslide, you're going to react, and you're going to end up right back where you were. People have told me that this is the most expensive time of your life. I don't know if that's true. But when your kids are in college, it's like, it's just everything. Yeah. And now with gas, it's like, mom, do you have 10 bucks for gas? I'm you're like, like, maybe. No, I don't actually. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> You're like, let me get out my credit cards. Let's see. This one has 150 on it. Use this one. Wait, no, 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 not that one. This one. Wait, let me check the closing date. <laughs> so I think that what we have established is this is a horrible way to live. Yes, it is. Like, I have so much anxiety. And again, like I, I really think you can't get to the budget stage and the actual things to do until you address why you're doing what you're doing. And so we spend a lot of time just talking about your relationship to money because I, I truly think like, it, it's almost like if you, I, I always make a lot of analogies to weight because I have a person who struggled with my weight, but if you go to Jenny Craig, right? And Jenny Craig is, Jenny Craig's great because they give you the food. If you eat the Jenny Craig and then you only eat the Jenny Craig, you will lose weight because they are giving you the calories. They are giving, it's like a budget and you will lose weight. But if you don't address why you were eating in the first place, 
whether it's a small thing, like you just love ice cream and you're going through menopause and your metabolism slowed down, or a big thing like you have addiction in your family, like I do, and I'm eating over my feelings. If you don't address that, the second you stop ordering Jenny Craig, you're going to put all that weight back on. And I feel the same way about money. So we spent a lot of time talking about why you're doing what you're doing before we even got to budgeting. Yeah. I think what's been hard for me in the process is I want the big win. What's a big win for you? What does that mean? A big win would be like $5,000 in the bank. So out of debt and you have a, a, a solid savings. Yeah. Like that would be a big win. But I think like I'm so focused on the big win that everything else feels like a loss. But what you were teaching me, which is still hard for me, is, you know, when you were kind of like patting me on the back for some things I had done and I wasn't seeing them the way that you you saw those. Well, because you've made great strides. You really have. I mean, we have to talk a little bit about like the sort of system, because I think, honestly, I think this talk is less about the financial system, but we should say it, which is that you you take your... You take your smallest credit card and you pay that off, and then you take the amount that you were paying to your smallest amount, and then you add it to your next smallest amount, and you put that towards that one. And then you just one card at a time, you get out of debt. I combine that with one credit card for all of your expenses that you use each month, but you have to be able to pay it in full. And so that requires like an, an investigative look at your budgeting and saying, this is what I spend each month on food. This is what I spend on gas, booze, you know, and you got to put, you got to really tell on yourself. You got to be honest. And then the third part of it, and, and there's, there's, there's more, this is really in depth, but again, like this is more about the relationship to money. But the third part of it is really about anytime you get extra money, you put it towards debt, but not all of it. Because I think what's really important is that you don't get into a depraved, like feeling like, oh my God, I'm on an austerity budget. I can't breathe. Because that's nothing sends you into the fuck you slide faster than feeling like you never can have anything nice. So I always use a rule of thumb of like, if like Jeff's overtime comes in, what you need to do is if you want to be a superstar, 75% goes to your debt. 25%, go out and buy yourself something pretty. Um, if you've had a really hard time and you're just like, I just want to do something extra, 50%. But the the point is that anytime any extra money comes in, you are sending half of it towards your debt. And that is the key, you know, to getting out of debt. That and and slowly picking off the credit cards. If you can consolidate to one card, I I encourage that, like one of those no interest ones, but only if you cut up and stop using the other cards. Like you you can't keep doing the credit card roulette like that. You can't do that. Yeah. But you did so much with that. Yeah. No, initially um, it was, it was really good. I mean, I was scared because you just kept putting everything on that one card. And I was like, oh my God, I just kept watching it every day. Like go up, 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 up. I'm like, how are we going to pay this off? And it just took, it took a couple of months for it to balance Mm -hmm. out. And then because you were used to being like groceries (laughs) go on this card, I go to Target on this card, and that makes the balance look less. But when you tally up all that you're spending, it it doesn't matter if it's on five cards or one, that's how much you're spending. And you shouldn't spend more than you, yeah, comes in for your checks. That was the hardest part. You kept saying, Yeah, you just put everything in one card. I'm like, Everything, like, (laughs) she's so you were so resistant to that. Remember when I told you that every single paycheck I pay something and you were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, when this paycheck comes in, I pay this. When this paycheck comes in, I pay this. this <laughs> and pay- I was like, and you stop were like, that. <laughs> you said you need to make 
two payments a month. That was a very big change for me. I just like trusted those. Like I jumped out of an airplane. I'm like, okay, I could do this. I think I could do this. But give yourself a win though. You prepaid for how many of those three trips before you went on the trips? Um... Well, <laughs> well, the Na- <laughs> remember the Nashville one, I had to put on that no interest credit yes, card. Yes, I do remember that To pay one. off the whole yeah. year because that was, that was so big. So that one, I still have $1,500 to pay off of. Um, but the, the Canada trip is paid for. That one's done. Producer staff <laughs> just gave them, woohoo! <laughs> and I actually paid our beach vacation off two months this ago. This is what I'm saying. But that you was, haven't even gone yet. That was like on a four payment plan. But, but, but you know. are so quick to say that you're not succeeding. Two of your three trips, you paid off in advance. And this is what I'm saying. It is critical that you celebrate your wins. I talked about it with you. I was like, it is going to take you, I said, a year to 18 months to get out of debt. And then we can start adding in a savings plan. Because then all of that money you were paying to credit card debt, now we can give you a little more in your monthly spend, but 75% goes into savings or 50%, you know, whatever you like, all that can come, but you've got to celebrate the wins along the way because it's hard work to get out of debt. Yeah. I don't hear, I don't hear celebration in your voice, Bean. I don't hear it. (laughs) I don't hear This is what I heard. Yeah. Right now, I still feel like I'm a little bit of a setback and it's not anything awful. It's just... I'm yeah. not where I want to be and I want to get there. It's not a linear like every day I'm a little bit better. Like you're going to have setbacks and then you're going to start again and then some expense is going to come out of nowhere and you're going to be like, fuck, I got to figure that out. Or, you know, that happens. Like I, I think it's a mistake to think it's all just going to be clear and smooth once you figure out a new way to to look at money. I made some other like, I don't know if these are dumb mistakes, but like, we didn't save money for our, our kids for college. Not, you know, we saved mm-hmm. some money, but not enough. And um, like after they got through the really expensive first couple years, um, we did financial aid and we did some private loans. But then it was like the tuition bill would come in and it'd be like 3000 or $3,500 for the semester. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do this right. to my kid. You know, I don't want to, I, I don't want him to have to pay this on a loan later, it's only $3,500. Jeff, that's only a couple Get to work, of, you Jeff. Know, Get to work. jobs for him. <laughs> so then I'd like set up a payment plan for us to pay this off over like five months. Yeah. And that would kill us because I'm not good at this whole budget thing anyway. And now I just added an extra $500 a month because mm-hmm. I felt sorry for my kid of what's going to happen to him in the future. It's like, we did a lot of weird stuff like that. Well, and know? then five months later, then the next tuition bills do. And then your second kid ends up in college. And then it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is just like a nonstop, like rain just pounding you, you know, and it's relentless. Yeah. I just thought I was doing things the way mm. everybody did it, you know, just kind of live paycheck to paycheck. And some people are better at saving than others. And yeah. At one point you were talking about your habits around paying things off and you were like, you know, I know on Tuesday this comes in and so I pay it with this. And then on Wednesday this comes in and I pay this and to me, that says that you're a very organized person. Would you say that's true? Yes. Yeah. No, you should see. Every Saturday morning, I sit down and I look at all my finances and all, I always that's have. That's what so, I think so funny is you spend so much time looking at your finances and it's all so fucked up. Like, oh I think God. that's hilarious. 
It's a lot less now than I used to, to be honest. Because sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, nothing to do here. <laughs> so it's different. It's different. But um, no, yeah, I am really organized. But can yeah. I share like an unorganized story that happened this yeah. week? So I was using this one venture card, which uh, Robin and I agreed was the best card to use. And it was, gives me like all this cash back. But then this friend of mine's like, oh, you have the venture card? She's like, so do I. I get tons of miles for that. And I'm like, I don't get any miles. I don't, and I'm like looking at all the benefits, no miles. And so then I realized I don't have the mileage one. And I want to go to Ireland next year with my mom. So I'm like, well, this could be a way that I could go on this trip. And it's almost like a savings plan. So I switched to this new venture card. But like I had just done all oh. that work to put everything on the one card. So now I have to put everything on the new card. <laughs> so this week my venture card was due, but <laughs> I know <laughs> so I'm this, like, what's gonna happen here? I wasn't getting paid until yesterday and I wanted to pay more on the card. So I put a reminder in my calendar to pay it like after five so they wouldn't take it out of my checking account. So I don't know. I got this new iWatch. It keeps turning off my notifications. I don't know what happened. I'm brushing my teeth and it's like 9.15 and I'm like, oh my God, I'm supposed to pay off my Capital One card. <laughs> I go sprinting downstairs. Oh, I missed it by an hour. I had to pay it by 8 p.m. And for some reason, I didn't set up the automatic auto pay in case you don't pay it. So now I have a late charge. And I have interest charges Son on this of a brand new bitch. card. I was like dropping f bombs here and there. So yeah, that was a bad thing that happened this week. But I set up the auto pay right away, and I just said to myself, "You know what? It is what it is. You gotta move on, girl." Yeah, and you set up the auto pay, and getting this card was a good thing because you're using it as a savings plan toward a trip in the future. So you gotta pull the good out of one bad thing. And $40, for God's sakes, we dropped $40 on two cocktails. Yeah. That's your late fee. You're fine. You'll, you'll, you'll deal with that. You move on from it. But it's, you know, it's impressive. You remembered. You, yeah. you just always got to pull the good things out. I don't know if this is off limits, so feel free to push back. But you have children. Yeah. Do you talk to them about money? Do they have jobs? Like, what, what's their vibe? Oh, yeah. I'm try I am trying so hard for them not to be me. So like, I actually taught my oldest son everything Robin taught me. And then I have a son in college who reminds me exactly of myself. You know, he's just kind of living paycheck to paycheck. Like, Mom, can you give me 40 bucks for groceries? <laughs> and I'm like, sure, I'll just take it out of my no money. <laughs> take it out of my pile of no money. So what? tell me where you are now. How are you feeling about it all now? Um, I'm feeling, I'm definitely feeling more aware, more aware of everything. That's the biggest part for me. And I have also made my husband a lot more aware of things. So he's aware too, but (laughs) I, 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 it's like, I can't tell myself I'm doing good with it. I feel like that's some of your biggest work is because it's like, if you can't, see what's really happening like without your emotions that you're bringing to it or your past then what you're going to do in relation to it is going to be skewed do you know what i mean by that like if you're looking at it skewed like you can't see the successes then you are much more likely to buy something you shouldn't fall off the wagon and then 
it, it's a really slippery slope to being right back where you were. Yeah. I have to like realistically in my head say, look at the, what this year has been mm-hmm. and continues to be and give yourself a break and, you know, just, I don't, I just have to, like you said, I, and I haven't done it. You told me to like write down the good things that have happened. Why have you not done that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to do it together. Yes. We'll set a deadline. Deadlines help because you know that you're supposed to do it. And even if you don't make that deadline, you're, you're in the space. It moves you in the space. And, and I just want to say right. too, like we've both had kids and the nurse practitioner said to me, it was nine months in, it's going to be nine months out. Like you didn't, you didn't get into this financial situation in six months. You're not getting out of it in six months. And I don't know why you would think that you would. I do know why, because it's what you want. And I get that, but you've got to be kind to yourself and you have to, um, you just have to be patient and you have to do all of the work on your relationship to money. That is the most, that awareness to me, hearing you say that I'm like more proud of you for that than even paying those two trips in advance. Cause that's what helps you make a different choice next time. Like the part of this that's mind blowing to me is that like, you are doing so much work mm-hmm. to be in debt. Yeah. Like the things that you were doing before, to me, I'm like, oh my God, like you had to think every day about like what you had to pay off and why. And you're like organizing and moving things to different accounts. And like, I could never do that. Like that to me takes way more work than like paying off one credit card, you know? And I, I think there's yeah. like a misconception that like people that are in debt or whatever self like described knocking at money are like, somehow like messy people just kind of like chaotic energy or mm-hmm. whatever and just like not paying attention but like that's wicked not the case so there's obviously like as robin said something deeper happening yeah like you obviously are like a boss human like you have a good job you show up for it you obviously are a good mom you show up for your kids you're obviously like doing all the things mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. that's why i said to her i said you're going to be amazed at how much less work this is when you get this, the first and the 15th, you're going to do some payments and it should take about 15, 20 minutes. That's it. Yep. And, and you don't have to think about it if it's not the first or the 15th because it's all happening. I think where the rub is, is I'm not doing enough to spend smartly to put some guardrails on my spending. I'm not doing enough there. And then when the surprise thing comes in, I'm like, fuck, now what do we do? So that's an area of growth, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a horrible thing. You're not, there's no but. Like it's just, that's, that's your next area of growth is to just take a deeper dive looking at your spending and what you could cut. A rule I have is I'm never allowed to buy something when I'm already going to the checkout. Oh, that's so good. So you're at Target and you're like, I got everything. Mm. And then you start walking to the checkout. Like those stores are fucking designed so that you buy all the little shitty knickknacks yes. while you're waiting in line. You're like, mm, I could eat some popcorn right now. And then maybe <laughs> I'll I'll read this magazine while I'm waiting and then like buy this weird lamp for my friend Susan, <laughs> who I'm going to see next week. Like, you don't need that shit. Yeah. OK. <laughs> oh, we did just get rid of our cable. All right. We're Woo-hoo. saving one hundred and eighty dollars a month. OK, you know what I'm going to say to you. You're going to keep 40 or 50 of that a month. And you're checking, and that other 140 is going to go toward debt or toward savings or towards, you know, half is to debt and half is for that next vacation that you have to pay off. 
Maybe I should just start writing down every time I say no to buying something. Yes, that's a that's a great idea. That's what I should do. Or acknowledge it in some way. That's a great idea. And you know, you and I are similar in that we both <laughs> are always thinking forward of what the thing is we want. And the thing that I will, I probably will be fighting this for the very rest of my life is to be in the moment. And if you cannot be thinking forward and you can be in the moment of how you're doing, that's where you're going to see your wins. Because they're they're not happening out there, but they're happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I see them. I see you. You, my friend, I want to say this to you. I want to say, I'm so grateful that you shared this and 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 you shared it at a level of detail and I think it's so important that you did it because you are the face of many 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 people who are in debt right now and who think it's too late and they can't start again and so I'm so thankful that you came and you shared your your story and I just want you to go and be kind to yourself look for areas of growth and look for your wins and consistently write them down and if you if you have one journal like this, I'm holding up a notepad, and you just keep adding to it. Imagine when you're able to flip the page. And then when you're having a low day, you could pick that up and you can read it. And you could see, look at all the things I have done. Mm -hmm. So I'm super proud of you as your friend and as a host. I'm so thankful that you came and you shared all this with us. It's been my pleasure. I feel like right now, though, you should write down like I haven't gotten into my investments yes. in nine months like that's a win and you should write that down now. and you should write down i paid for two mm. of the three trips in advance write those two things down okay i want 10 things written down in two weeks that's Ooh. reasonable that's reasonable i love when robin gives homework <sighs> at the end of these and by the way and by the way and by the way and by the way you just went out to dinner with your friend and you wanted to get the miles Okay, I approve that. So you drop your credit card down and your friend Venmoed you for their half of the bill. Now comes the tip. Cash out that Venmo balance. Don't leave it in there and use it for cabs or deli runs or whatever shenanigans you're up to. Transfer the money straight to your bank. Then make a payment to your credit card for your pal's half of the check. Otherwise, all those split bills will leave you with that end of the month, wait, why is my credit card bill so high moment? Hey folks, it's that time where we get a little advice from our expert of the day. Elise is smart and funny and she knows all the things about all the money. You're going to want to listen to this. You have to make your money work harder for you. So all these credit cards give you points and such. I've booked trips using all my points. That's an extra. So that part is great to me. You know, if you look at the points guy and all these other, you use cash, you're not getting any credit for it. Some people like cash. They like the anonymity of it all. They pay and they know exactly what they're spending. They don't get into credit card debt that way. If you were an undisciplined person, go with cash. You'll never get into credit card debt. You know, some people do these things where you put the change into the, anything you can move. I don't like to have a lot of my money accessible to me. It makes it too easy. I'm a spender. I want to charge everything. I don't want to carry cash with me. I'll lose it, spend it, lose it spend it makes it too easy. So sometimes people do need it in a savings account where you can't take it off. You can't use it a cash machine. I like doing monthly money and investments. Like if you want to open a mutual fund, I like the money taken out right away. $100 every month into Vanguard or whatever it is you're investing in. $100 into your savings account. You know, 
if you have anything, if your job has um, a TDA or anything, tax-deferred annuity, invest, 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 especially if you get a raise. If you get a raise and you're already living off of what you live, that's gravy. That goes in the savings bucket because you get used to whatever you make. You make more, you get used to it. So at some point you have to say, that's the extra. That's the vacation fund. That's whatever it is that you want. I mean, she said it, didn't she? She said it all. And I think we should all be listening. Hey, folks, it's me again. And guess what? I've got some more bonus content for you. Let's call it Where Are They Now? Here's our guest sharing how they're doing since being on Well Adjusting. Oh, and I'll see you on March 19th for our very first episode of season four. Season four. Can you believe it? I cannot, but I'm so excited. See you soon. Hi, it's Aileen. I was on the first season of Well Adjusting. We did an episode on finances and very good news that since then, it's been I think a year and a half now, my husband and I got on a budget, which has completely changed our lives in a good way. Uh, It doesn't sound like it would because it sounds like budget, which everybody hates that word, especially my kids now. But it has really taught me a few things in life that I'm in control of my money. It's not in control of me, uh, which eventually, after you get the hang of it, really helps you feel um, powerful and happy with your decisions having to do with your money. So that was a big win. Other big wins, we have not used a credit card in 13 months. I have cut them all up. I know that sounds crazy and I never thought I could do that and I never thought that that would be possible, but it was and it still is, thank God. I think some wins I wasn't really uh, prepared for were just like the little joys, like going out to dinner after not going out to dinner for months, how incredibly special it is. Little joys that you, you just appreciate life a little bit more because they're not taken for granted. And, uh, you know, finally, I would just say after a whole year of doing this and and feeling a little bit less than at times, I've really come to this confident place of understanding that I'm not in a place of less than, I'm in a place of more than. And this is not just a budget I'm on. It's a plan. I'm, I'm on a plan to set myself and my family up for better days, better times, big things in the future, retirement. Um, Doesn't sound exciting, but I think it will be someday. (laughs) You know, weddings for my kids, things that I never thought I was ever going to be able to be in a place of abundance with. And I can see it. I can see it. I can feel it. It's coming. But in the meantime, I'm just going to keep wearing the same old hat and sweater I wore last year. All right, people, get out there, get on a budget. Well Adjusting is an edit audio original series. It's exec produced by Steph Colburn and Robin Hopkins. Our producer and editor is Maria Passingham, and our production manager is Kathleen Specker. Thank you to the entire edit audio team and to you for listening. Oh, hey, 
before you take out those AirPods. This show is just for entertainment. If you are in need of help, please, please, please reach out to a professional. Go ahead and get that help. You deserve it. Hey, y'all. I have a question for you. Have you been listening to Well Adjusting and secretly or maybe not so secretly thinking, geez, I have a problem. And I bet Robin and producer Steph might actually be able to help me make some headway. Now, if that's the case, I have to tell you, this is your sign from the universe to reach out to us about being on Well Adjusting. I'm telling you, it is a sign. Get in touch. It's so simple. Just email us at hello at editaud.io, or you can hit me up on the socials. I'm at at RealRobHops on all the platforms. And I have to tell you, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the show. What is it that you are waiting for? Hit us up. Let's solve the world's problems. No, okay, that, that bar is way too high. Let's, let's just have some laughs and, and get into it. We're going to all feel better for doing so, I swear. Thank you.